Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what it means that Joe Biden is treading into Democratic and Republican swing districts so early in the 22 election cycle. Number two, Texas Republican Chip Roy is saying the quiet part that Republicans want to obstruct Democrats for the next 18 months out loud. And number three, how the New York primary for mayor is making Democrats nervous about how the issue of guns is going to continue to play. All right, Jake, let's talk about Joe Biden's big visit to Illinois. He is visiting Democratic Representative Lauren Underwood district and is going to give a speech. But it's kind of the broader context that I think that this fits into that actually makes it pretty interesting. Yeah, it does. I mean, listen, you know, I, I we're used to and we're used to because the Trump from the Trump era, I guess, is, is how we're used to it. But we're used to members of a political party visiting districts that are, are easy for them, that are safe for them, that are, you know, um, in their own kind of um, political mold. Um, so I, I guess this is interesting that over the last couple weeks, so today he's going to Crystal Lake, Illinois. That's the president, Lauren Underwood's district. As you note, Anna, that uh, Republicans have been all over Lauren Underwood since she was elected to Congress and even before well, she was elected Because it's the old Denny Hastert seat, right? Uh, it's a piece of that. It's a piece of that. It's a, it's a, it's just a, a red part as, as Lynn Sweet puts it in the, um, in the Chicago Sun-Times today, it's one of the redder parts of one of the bluest states in the nation so yes it it uh it it is a a tough place for biden to be trump won that area over the weekend he visited central lake michigan and traverse city michigan traverse city i'm sure i'll get midwestern oh man dude your this is (laughs) gonna be Uh, bad okay he visited a red part of michigan (laughs) um over the weekend represented by jack bergman uh so this is northern michigan where where trump was obviously pretty strong and where republicans hold the congressional seat and and last week he visited uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is represented by Ron Kind, who is probably, if not the most endangered Democrat in the nation, certainly top, you know, whatever, three or four. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see a president go into these areas. I'm not sure. There's not much to make of it when it comes to the midterm. I'm personally curious, Anna, you'll remember that Joe Biden was kind of this like you know, the Democrat who could go into tough areas when he was vice president and um, uh, when he was, you know, a candidate. We'll see if that's the case. I'm skeptical that he'll be as politically kind of even as he was um, back in back before he was the president of the United States. But, you know, nonetheless, quite interesting. Um, uh, and it's just an interesting deploying of political resources. One last thing, Anna, he's going to talk a lot about statistics and the American Jobs Plan, Americans' Families Plan. Um, we have some info from the White House about how he will uh, talk about that in the top of Punchbowl News this morning. Yeah, I just would add really quickly. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to make too much out of it, but I will say it's a stark contrast to President Donald Trump, who really loved to go into the reddest of the red places where he was going to have kind of big crowds that were going to be supportive of him. 
This is not unsurprising. This is what Joe Biden campaigned on. He said, I'm the guy who's different. I'm, you know, kind of able to bridge this gaps among the very progressives of the Democratic Party, as well as the more traditional establishment Democrats. To my mind, I think that, that the thing that actually matters is, you know, he's got a great story to tell, certainly when it comes to the COVID response, but they're struggling. Their their agenda in Washington is has has hit a lot of road bumps here. And will, will he be an effective surrogate if they get the infrastructure to plan if they get you know policing and different things done potentially even more so than just having to fall back on covid relief if infrastructure ends up stalling which you know right now we'll see it's it's got a lot more steps uh in the process before we kind of know exactly what its fate is going to be but something to certainly watch all right let's move on to the number two story of the morning for punchbowl news Chip Roy, a Texas Republican former staffer turned member, says he wants gridlock so Republicans can win next year. Not that surprising that that's actually the calculation that a minority party might be making, but pretty stunning in terms of having some video of him actually going that far. Yeah, so listen, he said he wants to obstruct for the next 18 months or he wants nothing to happen for the next 18 months. We have the video in, in Punchbowl News this morning. You could check it out. Uh, you could read the quote. But basically, he said he'd be happy if nothing happened. And that's kind of what he's aiming for. Now, you know, nothing. I don't know, Anna. We're skeptics. We're, you know, we're a little bit uh, uh, jaded, perhaps. <laughs> but, but you know, doesn't surprise me. Member of the of the Republican minority saying he wants nothing to happen. Not a surprise. But, you know, I will say it kind of is a surprise that um, there's nothing he wants done, (laughs) you know. Remember, also, Chip Roy is from this interesting district that stretches from San Antonio to Austin. Wendy Davis, who ran for, as we all know, ran for governor of Texas a couple years ago, uh, kind of a big celebrity on the left over the last decade, ran against Roy. Uh, Roy beat her pretty resoundingly. But that district is not is is in the next decade or so, depending on how it's drawn in in the next redistricting that that district is going to get tougher. And I don't know. I'll be interested to see how how Roy adapts if he does it all. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. The shifting political winds. New York State declared a gun emergency. And at the same time, ex-cop Eric Adams is the Democratic pick for New York City mayor. People are telling us, hey, this doesn't mean anything. It's not that big of a deal. But of course, when anybody tells us that means we want to start thinking, well, maybe it isn't actually a big deal. Yeah, I, I, you know, when people tell us not to um, not to worry about something or not to read too much into something, we always read too much into it and always worry about it. So listen, Democrats understand that the Republicans are framing the um, I don't know about the 2022 election, but they're framing the, um, you know, the the situation in cities across the country uh, of violence. They're saying it's it's Democrats fault. So <laughs> that's that's of concern to Democrats. Eric Adams, tough on crime, New York uh, mayor elect, I guess. Well, he's the Democratic nominee, which means he's going to be the next mayor um, and uh, uh, is a former cop who pledged to be tough on violence. You have uh, Andrew Cuomo declaring a state of emergency when it comes to guns in New York state because of uh, violence. We put in the newsletter this morning two front pages um, uh, 
uh, from the Los Angeles Times and the Chicago Tribune highlighting violence in those uh, two urban areas. Um, so, you know, it's a it's it's interesting to see how de- it will be interesting to see how Democrats handle all this stuff and, um, you know, whether Republicans believe they have a winning message here. Yeah, I mean, whether or not defund the police continues to resonate, certainly it's something that Republicans spent a lot of time and effort in the last cycle hitting Democrats on what actually happens with these police reform talks in Congress. They're ongoing. You know, both sides still believe a deal may happen this month, although they keep kind of hitting their own uh, deadlines. So we remain, uh, we'll remain to see what actually happens there. But certainly one of the threads that is going to potentially play a big role come in the next kind of, you know, months and weeks as we look towards people getting really into election cycle. And I just want to note one other scoop this morning. We have in Punchable News AM, TJ Ducklow. He had resigned under pressure as White House Deputy Press Secretary in February suggesting he destroy Politico reporter Tara Palmieri if she reported on his relationship with a member of the press corps. Ducklow is now working at Risa Heller Communications, a top boutique public relations firm in New York City. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.